0: The Lowell Green Podcast is brought to you by Shield Furniture and Appliances in Packenham See shields.ca.
1: I'm going to ask a question I have never asked before, believe it or not. And about 50 years of broadcasting, make that 60. It is this. Is technology replacing good parenting? Debbie and I were out for dinner last night probably the last patio meal of the season. The meal was great. But I was fascinated by the table next to us. us. Uh, Well, actually, not the table, but the five people seated at it. Mother and father and three little girls. Girls looked to be about five, seven, eight, somewhere in that uh, range of age. I couldn't help but notice how quiet and how still they were, how well-behaved, at least, that's what I thought and said. Throughout the entire dinner, it was like you never heard a peep from them. Children of that age are usually pretty restless after a few minutes, bouncing around, etc., requiring a good deal of parental supervision. But these little girls hardly moved a muscle, for the better part of an hour why well they were fully engrossed in their iPads looking at heaven only knows what I remarked to Debbie how quiet they were at which point she said something that really got me thinking sad she said those iPads are replacing parenting oh really hit me. I I had never thought of it in those terms. Even when the meals arrived, the girls had difficulty pulling themselves away from the screens. The parents made no attempt to remove the iPads or insist that the girls eat their food. They kind of picked at it while while still fully engrossed in the screens. And you know, it got me thinking, On Friday, we got into a pretty good discussion, maybe it was Monday, on parenting, who was responsible for the attack by six teenagers at Gloucester High, was it the school or the parents. So we got into a pretty good discussion of parenting, and a lot of people uh, decried the fact that parenting, in some cases, isn't what it used to be. And it got me thinking in this regard. as It could it be that at least part of the problem is that technology has begun to replace parenting. It's replacing friends, too, but let's talk about parenting today. Parents no longer need to do much parenting, at least in many situations. The iPads, the iPhones, have have taken over. You know, it used to be that a good deal of parenting would be required if there were little children eating out. What are some of the phrases that uh, parents, uh, well, my parents used, or grandparents Keep your elbows off the table. Oh, yeah. Close your mouth while you're eating. Keep your voice down. Stop kicking the table. Sit up straight. Just a few phrases. We used to hear from parents when eating out um, with children. If you don't don't behave, I'm going to take you outside used to be a fairly common phrase. I'm sure some of that parenting still exists. I'm positive it does, but... It sure wasn't in evidence last night. The iPads did the parenting, keeping the children occupied, quiet, and still. Maybe great for the parents, but I really wonder if it's good for the children. If any of you have any thoughts in this regard, any observations, there's no question that, and there is scientific research which indicates that in some some cases, these screens can be addictive, that, that you become addicted. This, this, some people are addicted to alcohol or smoking. You become addicted to these screens. But it's from the context of parenting that I'm primarily interested. I know that some parents are concerned about the content that's on the iPad or the iPhones, and that's very legitimate. But could it be that the real culprit here is not so much what's on the screen, but the screens themselves, which allow parents to just kind of mail in their duty, that they can take parenting off, that they can let the iPads look after the kids, and they can do something else? I don't know about you, but I, I just don't think that learning to be a good kid from an iPad is nearly as beneficial as learning to be a good kid, and eventually a good adult from your parents, any thoughts on any of this, folks? I would really appreciate hearing from you. It's a it, it's a new thought for me, and I'm just wondering if this is this whole age of technology is is one of the problems that that parents are are allowing iPads to take over too much. Now I know that in in many cases uh, the iPad time is restricted, etc. But I'm going to tell you, I I suspect that in many cases it's not. So n- not only uh, does it affect parenting, absolve parents of a lot of the duties and responsibilities, but I think in, in other ways as well, uh, it, it, it's replacing friends. And, I mean, there were great benefits. When you were growing up and you had friends, the, the lessons that you learned from your friends, you know, fair play, how to how to do this, how to do that, how to get along with other, how to socialize, how to compete, you learn all of those things from play, with friends. But uh, if you're only corresponding with your friends through the iPads, I just don't think a lot of that exists anymore. Some of the problems, and I'm just wondering if anybody out there has done anything to address these problems, if you've heard of any other parents that that uh, that are concerned about this. what What are your thoughts on this? Is technology beginning to replace good parenting? Is that one of the problems we've got with bad kids today, that their parents didn't parent them, that the iPhones parented them? What do you think?
0: John, uh, any... um Any response to this point? Yeah, getting some good response. Of course, we're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitch as well. We invite your phone calls if you want to use that technology. We actually invite you to use it for this show to comment. Uh, You can text or you can call 613-413-2217. Mims is on YouTube, says, I think it's a combination of government, parental rules, what a parent can or cannot do, and today's technology. I feel sorry for our younger generation. Yeah, let's address the issue, though. Is
1: is technology taking over the role of parenting. I'm going to tell you, you may disagree, but it sure as hell did last night. Those three little girls, I swear to God, for at least an hour, never moved a muscle. Parents didn't have to do any parenting whatsoever. Now, it was great for the parents. They were free to converse, and I suppose that's a good thing and so forth. Uh, You know, the people around them. With three girls of that age, sitting there for an hour. And in some circumstances, it could be a bother for people and other tables around them. Kids of that age can be kind of disruptive. Let's be honest. Didn't happen last night. So it was great for the people around them. It was great for the parents, but is it great for the kids? Are they missing something? What do you think on that? Please, uh, John, what yeah, else? See right got there. For?
0: I think you're exactly right. It has afforded the parents the opportunity to tune out. Okay. The kids are quiet. We can have our time now. And you know what? I've laughed at it for a long, long time talking about, you know, I can look at my two little nieces when they're traveling to and from, you know, they got a place in Nova Scotia. They travel to and from in Ottawa and they're in the back seat of this car and they've each got their own screen hanging on the back of, you know, mom and dad's seat. And they've got their own movies, their own shows that they're watching. I mean, when we traveled, we actually had to have conversations in the car, coloring books and you know, and games, I, games. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. I spy punch buggy on and on yeah, and on. Punch yeah. Buggy.
1: yeah. And, and also the phrase, if you don't stop that, I'm going to
0: stop this car and you're going to have to get out. <laughs> I'm going to turn the car around and go home was my We're favorite. Going to go home. And I never yeah. heard it again when I finally turned around and I said, okay,
1: <laughs> let's do that.
0: <laughs> so,
1: so they have each, each one has their own individual screen yes so you're right there's there's no interaction with the world around them not even the scenery i, I mean we yeah we used to when we traveled when we were, we were kids uh there were there were certain games you in my day you you try to identify the make of the automobiles yes. that passed okay well oh, there's a model t there's a model a <laughs> and then the punch buggy that was the volkswagen remember that absolutely what was what was the rule there if you um if you punch, saw bu- volkswagen? punch buggy blue no
0: punchbacks so okay, what well, you could hit
1: you could hit your brother or what it was.
0: Well, yeah, you could smack him on the shoulder. Yeah, never in the face, especially if you wore glasses. We talked about that again on Tuesday. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you just give him a little punch on the shoulder, and you would call it punch buggy, and then the color of the punch buggy. And if he didn't say no punchbacks, he could punch you back. So you had to <laughs> say no punchbacks.
1: So there was a little bit of a game, but there was also observation you were you were observing some of the world around you. Absolutely, but now with the screen, you're not. Uh, any, any other response out there, John?
0: Yeah. Woodenhead says fewer parents at home because they need a dual income to sustain themselves. So by virtue of that, yeah, I guess let's, that's okay, okay, in if, technology, but let's look, but
1: let, let's see if we can get some comment on my, my question here, please. Okay. If not, we'll just move on to something else. Oh, um, we're getting a lot of uh, engagement though. Okay, all right. Yeah, but, but let's, let's deal with the topic, please. It's technology. Is, is
0: technology beginning to replace parenting in some areas? Go ahead, please. All right, over to Lisa on Facebook. Yes, Lowell, it is. My spouse barely interacts with his son because the kid is constantly glued to his Xbox. He plays online with his friends into the wee hours, and it's affected his school marks, and they're all in the shitter, she says. Uh, I'm getting a little taste of that with my niece having moved in with us. It is technology constantly. You know, the whole world revolves around it. And since these devices have become... Uh, Airsats. baby Babysitter. I'm not familiar with that word. Thank you. Uh, I Fake. Sort of fake or, or replacing. Got it, got it. Yep, makes sense when I read the rest of the words. Thank you. Uh, I recall putting my daughters in front of a video on TV if I was busy working in the kitchen, etc., but that was not for the whole day. These devices are in use pretty much the whole day. It's not a good trend. Kids used to call each other on the phone. Now they just text. Why? Because it's shorter and faster but antisocial. I will never forget. This is
1: a number of years ago. Debbie and I are in Toronto, and we're going to a, I think it was a Blue Jays game. So we're going up an escalator. Don't ask me where. And there were two teenaged girls. One teenage girl was sort of behind us on the escalator. The other was just above us. They were talking to each other on the phone. <laughs> to God! I, I could hear the, the girl down below me talking. and yeah. She's talking to her friend on the phone. Just, they were, she was within shouting distance, but they're talking to each other on the phone. Now, I'm not sure. Uh, how that relates to to parenting, but it's an illustration of the manner in which technology is taking over. But you know, I can remember in the early days of television, um, parents would allow their kids maybe one hour. You can watch this show. You know, you can watch Bugs Bunny or whatever it was. But then that was it. You that's that's your allotted time. I don't think that that exists anymore with iPads and iPhones.
0: But that was the conversation when I grew up in the '70s and '80s. You would hear about these these awful parents who would just plunk their kids in front of the TV, and the TV was bringing their kids up. Well, now, I mean, that's now nothing. It's, and now it's
1: the iPhone.
0: Oh, God, and God forbid that iPhone lose power. You know, what do you do with your kids once? The iPad
1: but you know, loses it, power? It, it took it took Debbie la- last night to to point this out. I I, I was just I'm going to be honest with you. I was happy that the kids were quiet because it drives me crazy when I don't, we don't get out very much anymore. And it drives me crazy. If my meal is interrupted by some kid kicking the table, or, you know, misbehaving or whatever they're doing. And that's These why kids, those
0: parents are perfectly happy to let their kids do that because precisely. now they're not getting that evil eye from whole green when he's out for dinner, but
1: they're also not learning. Like Debbie pointed out one of the little girls had her feet up on the chair, which in the old would not be allowed. Oh, God. Another one had both elbows, uh, both elbows on the table. And so, so, you know, it's, so that uh, whether, whether it's totally technology, I don't know, but there's no question that technology in some cases certainly last night took over parenting no question well
0: because it's ease of access too right i mean you're right i mean like my even when i started yeah even when i started dating my wife i mean we're going back about 30 years but she still laughs at the fact that you know some of the rules in my house were there's no jeans allowed at the dining room table i mean that was a place of respect where the family and no hat you were not allowed
1: that drives me crazy i know we're getting a little off topic here but I, I, when you go to see, even sometimes to a good restaurant yep, and some guys got wearing his hat, yep. uh, I'll, I'll never, for, I'll never they, forget.
0: Well, they don't even take the hats off anymore for the national anthem. I know it's, yeah. I, I don't, I have to tell you a little, a little story. Sure.
1: This is a number of years ago and we had a good friend and they were here who <clears throat> came for dinner and she brought her boyfriend. <laughs> her boyfriend was one of the nice guy, but he had this baseball cap. And so uh, Jeremy, who is our son, knows that we don't allow caps at the dinner table, okay? So anyway, in order to be very polite, he said, okay, folks, let's all take our caps off and sit down. <laughs> so there was only the one guy with the cap. So he looked up and he took his cap off. Anyway, I just thought I'd pass that on. Go ahead. Times have changed.
0: Yep. All right. Chris says, my circumstances may be unique, but I have a five-year-old autistic son. He frequently uses his iPad, but it's been a godsend for helping his learning and communication skills. I'm thankful we have that technology. He says. Well, that's good. That's a
1: special situation. That's
0: I'm, I'm pleased to see that. But. but
1: but nonetheless, would you not agree, if he wants to respond, that it's still very important, uh, particularly with autistic children, that you have that interaction with, with, with people, too, that that's very important. Eye contact with autistic children, they tell me, is very important. Go ahead, please, John.
0: Uh, here's a text six one three four one three two two one seven. 613 Lowell, I think the kids that beat up the boy probably were ignored growing up, maybe playing video games, etc. As for the kids with iPads, they are probably being brought up a little better than those hoods. I know for my kids, there's a time and a place for electronics. Schoolwork comes first and even that needs computers. They do have friend time as well. Good. Well, that's good. Over to uh, Twitch. Twitch, for some reason, is not showing up on my feed, but I go to it, and there it is. Technology is always number one at Shields, says Chrissy. Okay, we'll get to that in just a second. Thank you. Uh, we used to go. We used to ground our children with no screens for a certain number of days when they got in trouble, says Renee. And Julie says, I think it's parents using the technology to keep their kids quiet, but they're not using restrictions. Kid use, kids use way too much technology these
1: days. Uh, by the way, talking about the tele, this reminds me of another little story. A dear friend. And, um, his son at the time was about eight or nine and he was really acting up. So daddy sends him down to his room. The kid doesn't mind because he's got the television down there. Oh no, says Dad. he goes down and those were the days when those we had big television they were heavy. Dad goes down and to the kid the kid couldn't believe it. the boy could not believe it. Dad is down there, grabs the television, takes the television out of his room uh-huh. so now, now that now the little boy I'll never forget the look on his face. oh my God, they're taking my television, but he did. That was, that was the punishment. Go ahead.
0: Same thing happened to us. My dad would disconnect the cable, and then we oh, were, you know, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> out of luck. Out of luck. <laughs> now, it's, I mean, you just got to fire up dad's phone and change the Wi-Fi password. You want back on? Shovel the driveway. Well, I wonder,
1: I'd be interested to know if there are any parents out there who have actually taken the iPads away from their kids. Uh, you know, when, when we grew up, they, they certainly removed the television, or in some cases, the radio. Uh, I just wonder if anybody's doing that with iPads. Go ahead, please.
0: I would love to hear from the parents. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, that, that defeats the whole purpose of giving them the iPads in the first place. Now you have to actually deal with your child. Uh, Chris has a follow-up, by the way. He says, I agree on the contact with others being huge. No iPad at school. We communicate at suppertime and the like, but the iPad has been so huge with the games and children's videos, his language skills have grown in leaps and bounds with his frequent education at his fingertips. Good. That's good. Yeah. Good. Uh my slam my son slammed his door until I took it off. Wow. <laughs> that used to be fairly common punishment.
1: Usually for girls girls would slam the door they wanted their privacy and so uh, sometimes mm-hmm. as punishment dad would take the door off I, I don't think very many dads today would be able to take the door off I, probably don't have a screwdriver
0: <laughs> well <laughs> if they grab the ipad they can google it and find it and by the way i'm married to a notorious door slammer just so you know well, well, All well, right. exactly. <laughs> we got a couple of comments still to go lol let's get a word in. those four shields as chrissy mentioned uh, yes, I, I just once again want to
1: remind you that Shields is there. Not only now uh the in-stock dealer for appliances, all the major brands. Uh, they continue to tell me that about 90% of anything that you could possibly want, whatever brand, whatever make, whatever price range, whatever color that you want in appliances, 90% sure that they have it in stock, which means it can be in your house in the next few days. Uh, also, uh, they are now a registered Sony dealership, and more and more people are beginning to realize that not only can they get their kitchen appliances, etc., but uh, radio, and you you know what Sony produces, uh, that now uh, Shields is a Sony dealer www.sheels, S-C-H-E-E-L-S.ca. You'll see it all there, folks. Very easy-to-use website, by the way, Shields, Go
0: ahead, John. Back to text at 613-413-2217. This person says, Just curious how many parents out there actually read stories to their toddlers. I have not found this within my circle. It's a shame. Is it laziness or is it ignorance, asks Ruth?
1: Well, maybe the... <clears throat> like the little girl, the, the youngest little girl last night would be about five and she'd be one that, that would love, I'm sure to have stories read to her. And it could very well be that her parents do that. Um, uh, but you know, yeah, it's so important. Kids love, uh, to be read to. And one of the things, my, my Debbie, for example, all our grandchildren got the mother goose rhymes. Kids love yeah, those yeah. rhymes, you know, uh, they, you know, hey, diddle, diddle, the cat and the fiddle, the cow jumped over the moon. The little dog laughed to see such sport, and the dish ran away with the spoon. The kids just love that little kind Miss of thing. Little
0: Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet eating her curds and whey. Yes, that's
1: absolutely. right. And one of the most popular recent books, apparently, was Little Five Little Monkeys Bouncing on a Bed. Uh, did you did you ever see that one? Oh, that's familiar. Uh, yeah. yeah. Not no, in my day, good. but
0: I've, I've certainly heard that being read in the house. One 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 jumped one fell off
1: and broke his head. So it it you know the kids loved it, but they also taught them a little bit about mathematics. That, but kids, uh, but I I wonder, like if kids are missing out and not Aesop's fables. Does anybody any kid ever read Aesop's fables anymore? I don't, To me, it was such an important part of growing up. Go ahead, John. Kellyanne
0: says she always read both to her kids. Here's a comment from Good. Woodenhead. He says when my kids piss me off, I turn off the internet. And yes. I have removed the doors after they've been slammed as well.
1: (laughs) Good. Well, there's still some good, you know what? Most let's be very honest. Most young people out there today are admirable. They're great. Like all the friends, our grandchildren's friends are just great people. They're going to be great adults. They're becoming great adults themselves, but very clearly, uh, not everybody is in that same category. No, there's
0: there's definitely, (coughs) pardon me. There's definitely a shift. That we've seen with this use of technology and the ease of this technology that instead of talking to your kid and explaining you don't talk at the table here, just give them an iPad and therefore they won't talk. There's a big difference in the psychological impact of that, I'm sure, are being studied as we speak and the results would be interesting to see. Yeah,
1: well, I'm thinking, you know, like last night, those three little girls, you're right. Uh, there's no question that under normal circumstances, the parents would have had to, to straighten the kids out a few yeah. times. Uh, they would have become restless, but there would have been conversations with parents. You know, they would, the parents in all probability would say how, you know, what was school like today? What did you do? Do you like your, all of those things. And none of that, none of that occurred. There was absolutely no communication between three little girls and their parents at that table last night. And I'm sure that that's
0: fairly common. Lisa's, Lisa's daughter loved. That book, The Five Little Monkeys, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Sean says a friend of mine doesn't take the electronics away; he just cuts the Wi-Fi when the kids are bad. I knew that would happen. I knew someone would have an example of that. We need to get ready. We need to get back to reading Aesop's Fables as Coraline, especially the little boy who cried wolf. One of my favorites.
1: Mm-hmm. Very, very true.
0: Maggie says we have a bookcase full of books for when they visit. They love it. Some of the books are forty plus years old. Books were read. Uh, they are the books we read to their parents. Anne says, that is sad if parents aren't reading to their young children anymore. That is terrific bonding time, especially right before they go to bed. My daughter used to love it, and I hope she has children someday and she will do the same uh, for them. Let's go back to text six one three four one three two two one seven. Yes, I have one friend that turns off the Wi-Fi in the late evening when school marks are not good. One even configured their system to give each child three hours a day in internet and have grounded them from their iPhone for a week. Oh boy! Uh, then you have to deal with an actual so child. Uh,
1: I'm still um, as the question is still out there, and I, and I'm, we're partially responsible. We've sort of gotten off, but but uh, um, I, I still think it's a valid question. Uh, is, is technology in some cases replacing parenting? Is that one of the, I'm not suggesting it's the only problem, but is it one of the problems that we've got in society today that, that we should address? There's no question that last night, those three little girls. There was no parenting involved. It was all iPad. Go ahead, John.
0: Well, here's a direct answer to your question. Uh, as I scan through what we've got from earlier, Darlene says, parents are the problem. I find the majority of adults communicating by text messages rather than phoning. Kids are losing out in the long run, can't solve problems, not understanding when people do actually physically speak to them. Yeah, that's interesting that the parents are you know, also on their phones, so the kids are doing exactly as they see their parents doing.
1: Yeah, actually, now that you mention it, <clears throat> You're right. You know what? The three, oh, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. The three little girls were constantly on the phone, but so were their parents. No, actually, the father had an, a, a small laptop computer. He was working at, at, <laughs> well? at the dinner, honest to God. I, now that you remind me, he was working on the oh. computer at the dinner table. His wife, the mother, was was looking at her iPad and the three little girls on the iPad um, I just wonder how healthy that is. Go ahead. See, and I
0: happen to know where you went for that meal. That I mean, that's a lovely place to sit yeah. there on computers and technology. I mean, it's yeah. just ah, oh, what a shame <laughs> what a shame. You know what? There's a there's a great business guru, his name's Simon Sinek, and he and I read a lot of his stuff. And one of the things he talks about is when he goes out with friends, there is an agreement collectively whether going let's let's say it's you know 12 adults going out they bring one cell phone for the entire group all the babysitters have that one number should they need to text or call for an emergency and that way when they go to dinner they have the one phone taking pictures they have the one phone in case of emergencies they can actually go and talk i would love someone to set up a restaurant where that is the policy one phone per table
1: <laughs>
0: conversation only at this table <laughs>
1: yeah, maybe with... maybe we can get trudeau to mandate that
0: no. <laughs> but then how would he take his selfies i digress <laughs> uh yes Lola's is right says and these devices have made society very antisocial and have supplanted parenting a lot of the time and what is on these devices bad examples of violence and bad behavior
1: yeah that's that's another issue i mentioned that that some parents uh, rightly so are concerned about the content but I'm still wondering if the real danger is not the content so much, but the screen itself, the, um, the, the, the lack of, of parenting that's required anymore. And yeah, you know what? This is how times change. It used to be that we use the television. Okay, you've got to you know, sit the kid in front of a television Saturday morning and watch cartoons. Okay. Now you're sitting the kid in front of a screen essentially 24 hours a
0: day. Go ahead. Joshua says, wonder if there's a family out there listening in going, he's talking about us. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's interesting you talked about, you know, putting the kids in front of the TV. We were allowed a certain number of hours in front of the TV where we could choose the show and there were four of us in the house. So, you know, (laughs) if you didn't like what your sister or your brother chose, you watched it anyway because, you know, TV time was limited. But, there was time in front of the TV for the family, and David says the same thing. So David, apparently, your house and my house are doing the same thing. TV time, he says, was family time. Sunday was Wonderful World of Disney, followed by the Beachcombers. Always, always, always looked forward to that. So the, if, but the, this was family time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's hard, you know, uh, when the
1: when the kids are little, that's probably quite possible, but when when teenage when they become teenagers. Pretty hard sometimes if I I don't mind if the teenagers are out playing with their friends. One of the problems, and I mentioned this, is that I, I think in many cases iPhones have replaced friends. Now they may text them back and forth. But the, the personal, the interaction, you know, uh, four or five guys going out with their bicycles and tearing around and doing, I, I don't I don't think kids are doing that very much anymore. Yeah. Santa. Put
0: some baseball cards back in those spokes and get out there and make some noise up and down Lowell Green Street. He loves those noises. But the lessons you learn from your friends. Yep. I mean, you, you learn, I
1: mean, if, 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 like, there are adults today who have driven all sorts of difficulty, you know, integrating into society because they probably never learned as a a child. But you learn to integrate into society, to get along with other people, including perhaps some pretty nasty people. You learn to get along somehow or other, but you learn that while you're playing with your friends.
0: And that's ahead, one, yeah, that's one of the things, too, that I loved about the Sunday night family time around the TV is once the shows were done, the TV went off and there was a discussion about what we watched and a discussion about the movie. I don't think parents are having a discussion as to what their kids just watched on their iPad or their iPhone. And maybe that there is the difference is it's, you know, we can all pick and choose whatever we're watching. So there's no opportunity to really engage. Uh, Richard, this is your first comment of the day. Let's go to you. Growing up, we had Saturdays. Uh, well, I, every Saturday, it would belong one every Saturday. Sorry, I belong to. Sorry one every Saturday it would belong to one of my brothers who gets to watch whatever they wanted for the week until the next Saturday when it was my other brother's turn and so on and so on oh how simple things were back in the day um, yeah but,
1: but, but let's let's get back let's get back we're running short of time yeah
0: we are whether technology is intruding
1: on on parenting here our parents at least some of the parents allowing technology to take over some of their parenting roles that that to me is key here today But it's been an interesting conversation, nonetheless, on parenting. Go ahead, John.
0: Uh, Listeners, if you want to, we've got about 30 seconds left. If you want to type quickly, yes or no? Is technology replacing good parenting? Yes or no? We'll try and get that in. Meanwhile, yes, my son was an avid reader up until two years ago, says Kellyanne. The pandemic didn't really help either because kids were so isolated. Uh, We had one TV station in Kakabeka Falls, so we couldn't wait to go out and play, says Deborah. All right. Is technology replacing good parenting? Yes, says Terry. Yes, says Lynn. Um, come on, folks. Come on, folks. There you go. Corleen says yes. Mike says yes. Absolutely <laughs> okay. yes is in. So yeah. there you go, Lowell. The answer to your question is absolutely a resounding yes. Thank you very much, folks. Back tomorrow.